Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Lit Podcast, a tech founder's tale around the success, failures, and tips around building your own startup. My name is David Biga, your host, and we're here with episode three. Excited to be here. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in uh, on episode three of the Get Lit podcast. Uh, this is actually the first time that we're doing a video recording. Um, so excited to start doing these. And with that being said, let's dive right in. Um, so for today, what I wanted to talk about uh, is around uh, fundraising as a early stage uh, startup. So. Um, you know, if you've listened to the last two episodes, we've talked about everything from, you know, starting a business is my idea worth building technology for and finding your first customer. And, you know, if you've gone through that, uh, you've found someone who's willing to pay you uh, for a product or service, um, or you are at a place to, you know, you've made a decision that, hey, I want to build the product and start a business and I want to raise money. And what that means is there's kind of two sides. There's two sides to this. Uh, one of it is, you know, uh, am I a lifestyle business, which would mean this episode's not for you. Uh, that would be related to uh, towards um you know, just starting it yourself, funding it yourself, you're not taking any investor dollars and you are uh, growing that business and you're going to have it forever um, and just grow it organically. The flip side of it, which uh, for what this episode is for, is related to you are actually uh, starting a, a startup that is going to attempt high growth for a high return and you need investor dollars to do that. So, you know, what does that look like? Um, many friends I've talked to, uh, you know, related to uh, um, if they're engineers, developers, technical people, they think, oh, well, I don't have an MBA. I don't have, um, you know, I don't know business and all that. And, and that's okay. You know, fundraising is a whole different ball game in itself. Um, and really there is no... I mean, some colleges have entrepreneurial uh, classes, but outside of that, nothing prepares you for asking people for money. <laughs> and um, so what I'd like to do is just go through this episode, uh, talk about uh, the you know two sides of raising capital for early stage companies. Um, so this is really from the grounds up, just getting started, just getting by building something to uh, take on uh, to scale. So... The first, really the first thing I wanted to talk about related to raising uh, funds is around um, the friends and family deal. So first things first, uh, when you when you have a startup and you are going to raise uh, capital, typically what you what you see is you have a uh, very, very early, which is friends, family round. And then the next stage of that is angel investing, um, which is also typically called a pre-seed round. Um, and then from the pre-seed round, what you would have is a seed round. Uh, 
and a seed round gets more venture backed. Uh, there sometimes there are a few angel investors uh, that will invest in seed rounds. Um, but for this conversation, I'm focusing on the friends and family round, and then the pre-seed round from angel investors. And just a little background, uh, friends and family means you are going to your family, your friends, uh, cutting them the deal for some money. Uh, and then angel investors are people who are uh, investors, meaning they have a, a high net worth. I think legally it has to be, I think, over 250K um, to be an angel investor. Uh, that could have changed. But so focusing first on raising capital from friends and family. And uh, this this can be a good place to start. Uh, well, backtrack. For my startup, uh, Particle Space Real Estate Technology, um, I actually did not do a friends and family round. What I did is I bootstrapped myself. And if you're listening to this and you're technical, you know exactly what I mean. You coded it yourself. It's a weekend project. and um, you know, and, and put my own investment in it as far as my time and energy and building that. And then what I did is I started going through finding uh, product market fit, and then I built a pitch deck, uh, which I, I'll talk more on that. We might even just do a separate episode on that. But, you know, I went through and, you know, found some early customers, some adoption, and I was like, hey, listen, I feel like this is an opportunity worth pursuing and something that I think can really scale. And so what I did is then instead of going friends and family, uh, I went more institutional looking for angel investors of high net worth and saying, Hey, here's an opportunity uh, to invest in this startup. Um, I'm looking to raise you know, $600,000. Uh, here's the deal that I'm cutting. Would you be willing to write a check? And, um, and that's that's how I went. But coming back to the friends and fr family, uh, I do know many friends of mine who have startups that uh, you know did that. So they they pitch their family, they're supportive, or just friends in their community. And you know they got anywhere from five hundred to uh, three thousand dollars, maybe even more, um, just from money that they were able to pull. And um, from when they give you money, it is, you know, on your end, uh, you have to structure some sort of deal for them. And what I mean deal is you have a convertible note, a safe, um, something that legally binds, um, you know, your, your, your agreement between your friends and family. So that way uh, their cash will turn into equity um, or is equity. And, uh, you know, I don't think we'll dive too deep into that in this episode, just cause it's a big conversation, uh, you know, what different deals look like, but in just a high level, typically there's two types of deals that you'll see. One of, uh, one of them is uh, convertible notes, which are more common in the Midwest, uh, in your coastal cities, doesn't really exist, mostly safe notes. Uh, friends and family, you see it a lot though. Uh, it's it's pretty much a debt receipt that says, hey, if you give me $10,000, um, this receipt is going to convert at a discount with an interest rate based on your company's evaluation. And then you have safe notes, which are you know more 
focus on the founder. Uh, it's just very straightforward. Um, you have a discount at a, a money, a pre value or post money valuation. Um, which again, we can have a separate conversation on that, but, uh, friends and family, you know, it's really just pitching your family. Maybe you have a rich uncle, maybe your you know sister wants to give you 500 bucks and you take that. And then you have some sort of agreement in place, um, that states that, Hey, for this $500, um, you know, it will convert over into equity, um, at a discount. And, uh, you know, so then what you would do is, you know, when you're raising that friends and family, uh, a lot of times, um, you will have a product or you, you'll have some sort of put together kind of service, or maybe you have one or two one-off customers, um, or, you know, maybe you're using that money to, to build a product. Um, typically what I've seen is if you're coming from, uh, uh, engineering background, uh, you know, which is more common in your coastal cities in America, uh, a lot of times they'll actually build a prototype. Uh, you'll have a lot of founders, tech founders who will just build it themselves. And then, um, they'll use that cash from, from the, from their friends and family, uh, to kind of fund some of the marketing or some of the designs, um, to, or the hosting to run a service or a technology product that they have. And then from there, really the, that, that goal in mind is that you're using that early stage, either one, build a product or prove it out. Um, kind of both go hand in hand. And as you go on that, that journey of doing that, uh, what you'll see is, you know, you'll be able to make the pivots. You'll be able to make adjustments as you, go along to, uh, you know, find your product market fit, find where, you know, is my service working? Is it, you know, is it functioning? Is this something that I can scale this, this, this company? And really you want to use that friends and family round to focus heavily on your, um, really just proving out your idea, vetting it out and seeing if you can land some customers, seeing if you can land, um, some deals in place. And really what you would do from there is the next step would be for you to start seeking a little more institutional um, and or just angel investors, uh, which leads me then to your pre-seed round. Um, so friends and family, again, it's, it's very, it's very light. It is you testing, proving, building um, something very, very basic, you know, Air, you know, using um, some sort of online form builder, Airtable, something uh, to get customers, potential customers feedback, and or you just bootstrapping it yourself, um, and you have one or two users, and you now have something, uh, some sort of business that you can share to investors about an opportunity. So, really, what I'd say is knowing knowing your customer um don't just assume right now you know so right now with where this conversation uh you know in this day and age where this conversation is happening uh with what's going on in the world as far as funding cash is king 
right now, uh, as it's getting, it's not getting, it's getting a little harder to raise capital. Um, but for, there's still a lot of movement on the early stage. Um, and if you have traction and if you have a proven business that, you know, you're showing that, Hey, this, with this money, I'm going to be able to take this company to here. Then there is, there's plenty of cash for you to capitalize on and get investment from, you know, so what I would do is focus heavily on that early stage, whether you're raising friends or family, or you're just doing it yourself and, um, trying to prove out your, your, your model, um, you know, focus, focus, focus on, um, acquisition of your customer, understanding your customer, understanding your market. Can you sell your product? And as tech people, you know, the last thing we're thinking, oh, I'm just going to build it and I'm not going to let someone else sell it. False. Do not do that. You will waste so much money, so much time because no one is better suited to sell than the founder themselves. So, you know, and if you're not willing to do that, probably shouldn't start to start up um, because you're just going to waste um, precious time and dollars because you're going to go around this big circle and come back to that conclusion. And that could have saved you years of your time or months of your time. So, you know, this, this pre-seed uh, or sorry, this friends and family round, or, you know, you individually, um, you know, building this out, it's very critical for you to, uh, you know, understand what you're selling, what you're doing, um, and talk about the, the return. Do what you can to prepare to go and pitch investors and start with your family. That's a great place. Whether you take cash from there or not, pitch them your idea. And, you know, with that, come out of that stronger with a better idea. And you don't need to have this huge, you know, perfect platform ready to go, this perfect app. No, I would actually say, don't build, validate, get customers willing to pay you to build, use that to raise money to build and pay yourself to build or, you know, pay others to build with you, um, you know, from the funding that you get. And the reason why I say that is if you put the customer first and you focus on your market first, as you go through that discovery, you're going to save a lot of time um, because you'll be able to identify market fit, identify the scaling, identify what works, what doesn't work versus focusing on the product first and unsure if someone's going to buy it. And then you needing to go back and adjust the product back and forth. So. That's why, you know, focus as heavily as you can on your customer and your market and don't assume anything. Get feedback, you know, until someone's willing to put their card information in and pay you, you know, that's really where you want to focus. So anyways, you know, you've raised some cash from friends and family and you've kind of, you got a little MVP out of your product, minimal viable product, something that's usable, clickable. Maybe it's just a website builder, um, you know, or it's just an Excel sheet and you've talked to people and you have signups or you um, have shown something, whether it's one transaction, a payment, whatever. And, and now what you're going to do is say, you're going to take that idea, take that 
minimal products, whatever you have, and you're going to then take that and pitch it to investors, angel investors, um, for a pre-seed round. So really the beginning of everything starts with that pre-seed round. Uh, and this is, you know, typically, oh, this is only angel investors. So I've known people that actually skip pre-seed and actually start at seed and raise, you know, 1.5 the $3 million uh, from a single investor, an institution, uh, somewhere around those lines for just a straight safe note. That's a little different. Uh, we're not going to focus on that at all, but I've seen stuff like that happen. And, but as far as, uh, you know, that next stage of things, we're looking at a pre-seed. And there's kind of, for, if you're not based in the Midwest, uh, more than likely you're going to have safe notes. And so with safe notes, uh, that's that's just the most common thing. Expect that and prepare that. And this is where you kind of need to start understanding a little more about the deals, how to pitch, how to just create some basic financials of your business and show, you know, where things are going to uh, uh, trend, where, where's that hockey stick of growth that happens, um, you know, in the next two to five years, uh, you know, your EBITDA, uh, your, you know, your Tam, Sam, Tom, like, there's all these different little financial terms that uh, we'll cover in a different episode at some point. But, you know, really what you're doing is you're going to a group, you're going to an individual and you're saying, hey, I have this idea to build this app. And here is the, here's exactly the problem. Here's how we're solving it. Here's the market opportunity. Here's the traction I have right now. And here's the money I'm looking for that is going to get me to this stage. So I think I think more than anything, it's not just sharing, you know, the detail. It's a story you need to tell. So when you're talking to the investors, you're pitching them. You know, you kind of want to know how to short and sweet, straight to the point. Like I'm looking for $200,000 right now. And this is going to help me get to five to 10,000 in monthly recurring revenue to help me get to uh, the next stage to raise an additional extension round, an, an additional 500,000, which will then lead me to get to 50,000 in monthly recurring revenue, which then is going to be used to drive into raising a seed round uh, for 1.5 million. And, you know, you're saying all these numbers, but you need to back it up with support. And I think that's where, um, you know, when you're talking to these angel investors, they're, you're, they're buying you. Yes, they're buying the product, but they're buying you. You, the founder, are um, the one they're believing in and trusting in this to deliver and execute. So no pressure, <laughs> but, you know, there's, at the end of the day, they're, they're, pain into you, right? And and your execution, because it's all on your execution. And so really the the key things that you need to get across the table is, hey, here's this idea. Here's how I found it. And then here's how I started solving it. And here's what my customers started telling me. And here's how we're gonna here's how we're gonna acquire these customers. And so really just show them something very simple, solid, 
straight to the point, um, you know, about your business and then talk about how much you're raising. Um, and it's okay if you don't, uh, have like a, uh, sheet, like a financial, um, a deal already cut. Uh, like they're probably gonna ask, are you raising a safe convertible note? Really what you could do is, uh, just plan on the safe. Again, if you're in the Midwest, you might have some people that want convertible notes. Um, I personally did mostly convertible notes. So, but for mostly everyone, it's always going to be safe. And that's really a new trend. And you could just go to ycombinator.com or uh, just do a quick Google search for a sample safe note. Um, typically, it's going to be like a $3 million, uh, free money valuation. The I think the staple that everyone takes is, is you know, your company, the, the standard Silicon Valley number that a startup gets value to is they just say 3 million, two to 3 million. Um, and so you can just take a generic safe note that has, you know, some sort of pre post money valuation, uh, have a specific discount. You could just follow some sort of standard, uh, basic. Um, and then from there, just, you know, you could send that to them after you pitch. They ask to see this. They might even have their own uh, safe note that they want to do. Um, but again, I'll save that for a later conversation where we talk about all the different deals uh, um, for capital raising that are available. And so, you know, but again, when you're when you are raising capital from uh, angel investors or angel groups, um, you know, there's kind of two sides to this. There is the relational side of like a, uh, individual person, or, um, there is the group setting where you have angel groups, which is a ton of investors kind of in one organization that all put in money and then you get one single check. So, um, they're both great. Uh, individuals are always nice, especially if, you know, they have money and they're in your market and can connect you to a lot of people that is always very valuable. I think something you want to think about for angels, though it's not as important, are who are they? Uh, you know, what is the, what kind of, you know, community do they have? What kind of network do they have that could benefit you? Um, and then also, you know, from, and, and that's where an angel group can be very nice. So kind of a uh, a single organization that has a ton of just angels, a part of it that do investment through the group. That's usually nice as well because they're well connected um, and they can write larger checks, but an angel investor typically writes anywhere from, you know, 25 to $50,000 for one check. So if you're raising $200,000, you know, just get those either from one organization um, or get a get a few investors to come together, and then they could form a LLC, some sort of company, and actually invest through that. Um, which you know, if they're an angel investor, they are going to have some sort of verticals that they go through on this. So, um, but yeah, you know, so really, where you can start is you have friends and family, but when you are going for a pre-seed round, typically you're going to raise under, under a million. That's, that's normal. Um, and when you're doing that and you're pitching investors, uh, angel groups or whatnot, uh, you know, I, my recommendations would be to, you know, don't come in there 
you know, be honest, ask, you know, ask of course for feedback for the most part, you're going to be said no to that's going to happen most of the time, but you have to get through all those no's to find a yes. So, you know, unless you really have a solid idea and traction, if you are proven, if you have customers and you're scaling and you know, you're proving it, that's a done deal. Again, cash is king. And if you have monthly recurring revenue before you've raised angel investor dollars, that looks even better. So that's why, you know, if you can do everything on your part, have customers, have, you know, some sort of usage growth and be able to share that story of how you acquire customers, how you keep them and where you're going. You got to sell the future because they're giving you money because they want a 10x return. So, you know, you need to pitch them on why they should invest in you, what the opportunity is for them. And, you know, as you go through that, they're going to, you know, more than likely they'll say, no, well, do not ever burn bridges. Um, add them to, you know, do biweekly, monthly investor updates with showing, hey, here's my meetings this week. Here's my cash flow. Here's how much I'm doing monthly current revenue. Here's a new contract. Whatever can show traction, users, whatever it is. And, you know, add them to your investor emails that they get every month, every other week, every week, whatever you want to do. Um, I went through a generator accelerator and, you know, they invested in us. And what they actually ended up doing was uh, having us do weekly investor updates. And so that was nice because uh, it really kept you accountable. And so if you add those angel investors pitches, I said, no, well, you don't know in the future, they might come back and say, Hey, is this still an opportunity? They put 25 K in. And so doing that, build those relationships and always ask, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I think you want to build a community and you want to build the network of people who know you and trust you, because even if they're not interested, they might have people that invest in certain areas. You know, a big part of it is one, it's really just finding the right partner, the right person that believes in your industry, likes it and you and what you're doing. And so, yeah, you know, be, be you, be honest. Um, and do whatever you can to know your business, know your customer, know your market and, and share that opportunity. Cause that will, that will go a long way. And, uh, but yeah, you know, so, so the, the angel, the pre-seed round, um, individuals are great. Groups are great. It, it can be a little faster going individually. If you're able to maybe find individual, give you 25 K 50 K, or you can do it in chunks over time versus just one big check. Um, angel group groups can tend to take a little bit longer, you know, so if you're short in cash and you have, for example, you know, you have a short runway, two months left before you're out of cash and you have to shut things down. Well, you might be able to find an investor for 25 K extends you out a little bit so that you can get the rest of your, you know, 175 K out of that 200 K you're raising from, from an angel group, since it takes a little bit longer, but but yeah, you know, so that's really uh, the takeaways on on for my, you know, that come to mind for me or in longs uh, of raising capital uh, for early stage. You know, again, you have those that that friends and family round, um, which use that as not a playground, but really vetting things out uh, and getting things started and whatever you can do to focus 
and find your market, your product, your niche, and understand your customer, that will help you when you start going to angels for your pre-seed because um, one, well, one, it can help you get a better valuation for your company, especially if you have revenue already, but it just shows that you know your stuff. And when you know your stuff, people feel confident and investors feel like, you know what, this is, you know, a good invest. This is a possibly a good investment for, for me. Um, yeah, I love this guy, solid, good numbers, even has some monthly recurrent revenue. If you can do any of that, again, you do not need that. <laughs> I, I do want to make that clear. I know many, most, maybe not most, but almost half of startups that start, you know, they're just getting started. They don't have a product. They just have an idea. They have some people maybe on a list waiting to get signed up or logged in. Um, and so, you know, don't, what I'm trying to get across is that if you go the extra mile ahead of time, that can really greatly improve your chances of getting a check faster, but it'll also help you in the long run as far as like valuations go for your business, um, which is always a good thing as well. So with that though, I hope you found this helpful. Um, you know, raising capital is, it's a challenge asking people for money. You know, it's like raising support almost, you know, you're, you're saying, Hey, can you help me? <laughs> but instead, you know, it's the opportunity here. You're saying, Hey, listen, I have this amazing idea. It's going to uh, get you a 10 X return. And here's exactly how it's going to happen. Here's my customers. Here's my traction. Here's the problem I'm solving. And, you know, here's how we're, you know, how we're executing and how I'm going to acquire customers and scale this to the next step. And, you know, I think just in closing, what I would add is know where you're going and think, you know, five years from now, because an investor, if you can share the present, the traction and the growth you're hitting, they're going to ask you, where are you going? What's your exit? And so, because they want that 10x return. So you have to answer that. You have to know that, hey, here's the opportunity of other companies that have been acquired like me and don't and don't think there's no one like you uh, because that's not true. There's always some sort of competitor or someone you can compare yourself to. So find something that is as similar as possible. Look at acquisitions online um, that have happened uh, you know, this company exited for 10 million bucks and was acquired by this company. They want to know that. Share that with them. Share, hey, in the next three to five years, five to seven years, we're looking to be acquired by these types of companies for this amount of money. And you can leverage the past history to support that evidence. And so one, sharing where you're going, when you get acquired, how you do it. But second, What's the next step? They're giving you money. And don't just say it's to increase sales. Like, no, where does that get you in sales around where? And if that goes well, what do you do next? So in most cases, it would be, well, I raise this 200,000, which is going to get me to 15K in monthly recurring revenue. At that point, I'm going to look to raise a seed round of 1 million, whatever that might be. And what you're doing, though, is showing that, hey, you have a step 
to get to those next stage to get to that acquisition. So I hope you find that helpful. I really do appreciate uh, tuning in uh, to the Get Lit podcast. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Thanks, guys.